Last week, we talked about Summer School, a fun, lighthearted Carl Reiner comedy that follows a band of misfit teens and their gym teacher turned Joe Clark, lean on me educator. But not all 80s summer movies were so sweet and silly. Some children weren't lucky enough to go on zoo field trips and have parties at their teachers' houses, Max. In the heart of the Pacific Northwest, four young men were led into the wilderness by a deranged Kevin Bacon and forced to fend for themselves all under the guise of personal growth, adventure, and coming-of-age shenanigans. This movie would serve as a precursor to Bacon's 2000 sci-fi horror film, Hollow Man, in that we should have known he was capable of killing a dog. So today, we'll try to understand how Ren went from saving a small town with a senior dance to trying to murder Mikey from the Goonies, all while we paddle our way downstream chatting about the classic summer film, Whitewater Summer. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few. Then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, you feel like getting in a canoe? No. Heading down the river with I your old not. buddy Mo. <laughs> if you're looking for a mortgage, you got to go to Sonic Loans. If you're looking for a summer trip for your nerdy kid who needs to... Don't go to Vic. Don't go to Vic. <laughs> no Vic. Sonic Loans is the premier mortgage brokerage in town. Charlie and his team, they're going to treat you well. They're not going to make you walk on a bridge by yourself in the dark. Sonic Loans, in the mortgage game, you have to make sure that you have the right players in your corner, and that's why going to Sonic Loans is the best way to do it. Charlie and his team are going to take care of you like your family. Reach out to them today. Let them know that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Let them know you heard of their magnificent toys. Where do we get such wonderful toys? But tell them that we sent you there. They'll take care of you and get you into the right loan. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Max, there is no shortage of opportunities for a class action lawsuit that those four boys could put on Vic. Bolton Legal Group, if you need an attorney and you live in Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, the Pacific Northwest, wherever, reach out to Bolton Legal Group. It's a group of attorneys that are committed to making sure that you're taken care of. They're as committed as Vic is to the wildlife. Yeah, they are. (laughs) They will leave you. They're, they're aggressive, they're knowledgeable, uh, outdoor camping law, bird law, climbing law. Uh, Bolton Legal Group, the founder, Ian and his family, they're big climbers, so this movie is probably right up their alley. We should make sure they watch it. Reach out to Ian and his team today. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make sure that you don't get screwed by the system. Again, tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Bolton Legal Group for the win, and put Vic away. Put, put him away for a long time. <laughs> Today's episode, Whitewater Summer. Last week, we talked about Summer School, a fun, lighthearted Carl Reiner comedy that follows a band of misfit teens and their gym teacher turned Joe Clark, lean on me educator. But not all 80s summer movies were so sweet and silly. Keep it going. Uh, No, use this. I will use Use this. Use it. I can't help but laugh. Use the energy. Some children weren't (laughs) lucky enough to go on zoo field trips and have parties at their teachers' houses, Max. In the heart of the Pacific Northwest, four young men were led into the wilderness by a deranged Kevin Bacon (laughs) and forced to fend for themselves all under the guise of personal growth, adventure, and coming-of-age shenanigans. This movie would serve as a precursor to Bacon's 2000 sci-fi horror film, Hollow Man. Same character. In that we should have known he was capable of killing a dog. (laughs) So today, we'll try to understand how Ren went from saving a small town with a senior dance to trying to murder Mikey from the Goonies. All while we paddle our way downstream chatting about the classic summer film, Whitewater Summer. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the confused co-host who wish he'd never seen this movie, Max Sanders. And with that, you can't leave me. This wasn't on the itinerary. This is not acceptable behavior. You're trying to scare me. Hey, it's me, Max. (laughs) (laughs) You doing all right? No, yeah. no, I'm not doing okay. You're wearing the same shirt as yesterday. Yes, I partied a little too hard last night. It's a Bill Murray shirt. Celebrating the 40th birthday of my wonderful wife. It was very cute. Trisha. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Thank you and Selena for joining last night. Your friends. They're intense. Yeah. They're intense. They like to party. You guys all congregated in the center and you were all like, kind of like, hey. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of intense Toxic masculinity pumping through our veins. When you guys go to the Lions game in Kansas City. It's a lot. I'm going to look at the police reports yeah, daily. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> it's And you know what? It, it's funny. Good group. Nice people. Like Yeah. I, I Intelligent. Just, funny. Just we get together and it's a hurricane of pain. I've heard a theory. Never go anywhere on vacation with more than three guys. The testosterone gets like in the way. You just make dumb decisions. I, that's, that's not a bad idea. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But no, last night was great. Uh, another, as I celebrate the birthday weekend of my wife, I will continue to say happy birthday to her. Also, in giving some love to my wife, I have to give a little bit of love to my daughter. So, Max, I think I told you Reese is really big into musical theater. You show me all the stuff. She's really good. She's really good. So she has got, she's working this summer with this group called Dream Arts Company, and they have their big show coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend. In fact, if you and Selena are available, you guys should come. You get a kick out of it. The shows are Saturday and Sunday. 
If you're in Michigan, if you're in the Oakland County area, check out dacompany.org. That's D as in David, A as in Apple, company.org, where you can get tickets. Um, it's it's a musical review of a bunch of Disney movies. So I, if you like, oh, that's if cool. You like Little Disney, Mermaid in there? Yeah, everything. You name it, it's in it. It's all over. It's, what it's, about that racist one from no, the 40s? No, the racist one I don't believe is in there. <laughs> with the crows. Oh, that's really good. That's really, really good. They don't good. paint with all the colors of the wind. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, the name of the show is On Broadway, A Dreamer's Dream, a musical review, Saturday, July 22nd, 2023 at 6 p.m. and Sunday, July 23rd at 3 p.m. If you show up there and you uh, find me and say, hey, I came because of Buzz in the Tower, I'm going to give you something special. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to make a punch Max, to the face. Not a punch to the Pow, face. right in the kiss. It's a great way to get people there. Uh, go online, like I said, to dacompany.org. Buy tickets. Come check it out. Come support my daughter because she deserves it. She's wonderful. Max, I'm done with my shameless plugs. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, I got an important question for you. Hit me. Are you going to Barbenheimer? I am not going to Barbenheimer. No? I have no interest in seeing actually either, as sad as that sounds. You're not a Nolan bro? I am a Nolan bro, but I've, I have... I wasn't. This is like the into, most. This is like the most important movie of like the what last. What's the one he did? The not the client. What's it called? The, Interstellar. No, uh, after that, it was the weird one with like the the team of Tenet. Like, Tenant. Tenant was awesome. I couldn't get into it. It was so weird. Yeah, I couldn't it's get confusing. into it. Uh, by, the way, Pinsir. by the way, uh, shame on me. Welcome to the show. Michael Caine was in it. Michael Caine. Yeah. I do he like. He was being all caney. He was all caney. He was eating steak and acting all fancy. Max, welcome to the show. Hello. If this is your first time to buzz in the tower, make sure that you like, follow, leave a five star review. And we're on threads now. We are on threads. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but Max seems to understand. So it's a confusing, talk about it. like, because it's, it's meant to compete with uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, but the okay. thing is your main screen doesn't follow the people you follow. It gives you a random collection. They think you would like. Okay. So a little odd. Little AI. Yeah. Get in your head. Yeah. And uh, if you're looking for more content other than threads, find our handle at buzz in the tower, B U Z Z and the tower on any social media platform. Or you can head on over to patreon.com slash buzz in the tower where you can throw little ducats our way. Mm, shingles. Buzz in the tower.com is our website. You can get shingles. officially. <laughs> Not shingles. It's okay. I got it's, shingles. It's, it's, I confused it. It's all right. Have it's you had right. shingles? I have. Really? I've had that. Uh, shingles is just adult uh, chicken box. Chicken box but here it's like brutal on your. I don't remember, dude. I've I got a lot of things going on right now. I'm you don't wearing, remember shingles? I'm wearing the same clothes I wore yesterday. Yeah. I smell like a bar. I'm, I'm in a rough spot. <laughs> Uh, anything bad happen yesterday? No, nothing bad. No one did anything stupid. Not that I'm aware. Well, did anyone take other, the shirt other off? than the bill? Yeah. Man, people drank. <laughs> I was like, wow. I didn't drink. I didn't put on anything. I know on the you bill. didn't have any drink. Yeah. Oh, you're fine. It was my relatives. They, yeah. They like to, they like to booze. Does the tab rhyme with Schmen Schnauzen? <laughs> yes. It yeah. does. It does. Oh man. Well, you got to remember too. It's not skeeps where it's like fifty cents for. No, I know people know, are ordering fancy it. stuff. I know. Um, no, it was, it was all good. It was well, money well spent. Anything spent on my wife is money well spent. What'd you get for a gift? Uh, diamond earrings. Nice. That's, that's a good that's one. kind of guy. I am. Yeah. Cause she told me I had to get them. Uh, <laughs> hey, you listen. I did listen. Other what? than, other than that, am I, forget, am I forgetting anything about the show about buzzing the tower? Uh, you're buzzing a, the tower. You're a psychopath for picking this movie. Yeah. We want to talk about Has the anyone seen it? <laughs> It made $300,000. Well, to be fair, it had a limited release. That's why it only made so little. Yeah, because one person saw it and said, nope, and <laughs> walked out. So uh, <laughs> what's your history with this movie? Did it have the title Summer and you just saw Bumblebee and you're like, Summer, Bumblebee Tuna, <laughs> Bumblebee Tuna. Max, this is the story of a shy boy who gets convinced by his parents to spend a few summer days in the mountains. That seems reasonable. That's a little like a, a Benji the Return. But whatever. it has this weird Ferris Bueller thing. I'm not thing. done. Calm down. I got more to tell he you. He doesn't seem that shy. So he joins a group 
and the vacation begins. I should read this like it's a horror film. I'm going to loop horror film music into this. Like, do, 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 I was do, waiting do, do, for do, the do, horror do, do, stuff or uh, like a terrorist to come and so like they got to save them from the terrorists. I'm going to read it like that. The story of a shy boy who gets convinced by his parents to spend a few summer days in the mountains. So he joins a group and the vacation begins. Unfortunately, things turn out to be a little tough for our small friend. <laughs> This is one of those movies where I don't know how I saw it. I don't know why I saw it. When I was a kid, I saw it and I liked it. It stuck with me. So when you're like, what do you want to do next week? I'm like, white water summer. <laughs> out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. We've never even talked about this movie before. It has all the things you would think a, a guy like you and I would like. Montages. Montages. Great 80s music. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Yep. Sean and Ashton. Sean Ashton. Yeah. yeah. And... I mean, like a cool premise too. Yeah, the cinematography is beautiful. Yeah, it's a Stanley Kubrick's uh, cinematographer. Uh, yeah, we'll get dude. into it. We'll yeah. get into it. So, Max, uh, this movie gives me PTSD. Yeah. So let's let's talk about your initial gut reaction. You saw this movie. What did it make you feel? I thought you were subliminally. Sub, is that the word? Sure. Sub, no. Sublime. Yeah. I just want to fly. No, that's Mark McGrath. Um, <laughs> Put uh, your arms around me, baby. <laughs> I just want some pie. Delicious mm, pie. I but, feel uh, like I feel like is this movie if if Predator was a Disney film, is that what this movie would be? Don't you be like Vic's like kill me? I'm here. <laughs> do it. Do it but now. There's, there's no villain. I mean, there's no one. Oh, besides, there's a villain. Yeah, there's one villain. So I thought, is this you? I thought at first it was like, okay, you're Vic and I'm Alan, and you're like doing things the hard way, but you're gonna teach me lessons, and yeah. Alan's gonna come along, sure, sure, and he's gonna learn and be self self sufficient. Vic turns into a monster, and Alan doesn't learn anything. So, so what's yeah. the point of this movie? So, I mentioned in the beginning, just gonna whitewash over that. Pretty much. Well, I'm gonna give you the reason that I picked this movie. Okay. I mentioned in the beginning that uh, Buzz in the Tower is having its first official leadership retreat. Max and I are going to be you're not doing heading, this, heading, heading off into the wilderness to really prep and get ready for. We've teased this before. We're gonna be opening up the show to '90s movies. I don't have an exact date. Whoa! I don't have an exact it. date. I don't have an exact date. But we're gonna good fellas. The Matrix. It's, there's a Con lot. Air. Point Break. Yeah. Oh. Austin Powers. Oh my God! And the Spy Who Shagged. Oh baby, hi. This is me in a nutshell, baby. No, 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 baby. <laughs> this is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm um, in a nutshell. How did I get in this giant nutshell? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. Oh, Max. Love, sweet love. I really like that thing. You do. Heather Graham or Elizabeth Hurley? Heather Graham. But I've got a get out of my dreams yeah. thing going on with her. I don't know. Elizabeth Hurley in God, what is she it? She devil. Not she devil. Be dazzled. Uh, be dazzled. Yeah. Thank you. Yow. She devil. That's Roseanne Barr and what's her face? Uh, Max. Yes. So when we go into our retreat, I'm going to teach you some lessons. And the only way I know how to teach a lesson is the way Vic teaches. So a let lesson. me ask you. So Vic. Don't lie, Max. Yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> so let's say you were teaching your kids how to fish and you go walk away for a little bit and they come up with a contraption to catch a bunch of fish. Yeah. Would you get upset? Uh, you know, because that felt very you. The the yeah. I mean, I be don't, honest with yourself. I, I, truthfully, like I don't, I don't, te I don't like teaching lessons this way. This is a little aggressive for me. So, the, but the, that, that was a lighter lesson. I I actually kind of understood what he was saying. The premise of this film is interesting because it's trying to capitalize. Don't on, cross on, with on Kevin a, Bacon <laughs> on a couple things that are going on at the time. It's. It's got to feel, I'm going to give you the movies that if I crushed them together, if I cooked up a story and dropped the- Meat grinder. Yeah, the, the 10 of them, eight of them, nine of six them, of six them. of them. You never like, get the I number never get right. the number right. If I cooked up a story and dropped the six of them a meat grinder, here's the movies. Bear with me, because I know it's hard for you not to jump in and just derail these thoughts. So just sit there quietly on your hands Man. and catch fish the right way. Okay? <laughs> 
I'm not, don't don't I'm cross not me. Scale, I'm not this is not on the itinerary. Max, these. this is not on the itinerary. Yeah. It's okay. not acceptable. It's not acceptable. throw a rock at your head. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that that's where you were like, this is my freedom. <laughs> um, here are the movies that I think, if you cook them all up, would reduce to Whitewater Summer. Stand By Me. Right. The Goonies. Because of Sean Astin? Or not just because of Sean Astin. There is a coming-of-age aspect of this movie. And in my opinion, The Goonies is the greatest coming-of-age movie in the 80s. The, the, the four kids have that kind of bonding. I'll the, give it that. The, the, Back and forth, giving each other crap. And, and, and you know what? The Stand By Me, even more so. like George the, seems like the, mouth. The peeing, who can pee the furthest. Like It's got that. like Yeah, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, that's your, you have no masculinity. You don't have toxic or non-toxic. Can you pee in front of other people? I have shy turtles. <laughs> well, I'm old now, so it's like, if I can pee, I pee. Oh, okay. Guys, you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> um, and then a, a little bit, a little bit, like a, a touch of the Karate Kid for me. Huh. I was thinking Rocky Four because all the montages. Yeah, the montage is not as much. But the, the, the reason I put the Karate Kid is a little bit of that learning through misdirection same you amount know, of karate yeah like sand the floor yeah. i don't want to sand the floor but here's what it has that i can't place anywhere else that sharp right turn <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing about this movie that's unique is that i can't think of another movie oh I, I can uh summer camp oh <laughs> yes summer camp. i just think i'm like oh you mean the horror film with the transvestite kid yeah that's yeah. surprising <laughs> that's that's considered to be one of the greatest plot twists in film history well kevin bacon turned into a psycho is pretty surprising did you see any of it early on? I feel like he did a decent enough job kind of showing flashes no, of it. because Kevin Bacon's so charming and everything. I mean, like, even when they were across the rock wall. Yeah. Sean Astin made it. That's the turning point when, like, you know, he comes, he's like, I'm leaving, and then he loses it. Yeah. Usually in a movie, that's when Sean Astin's like, you know what? I can do this stuff, it, and I understand the, the message. Is there ever a point? And what's with the Ferris Bueller talking over? Well, so that got added after. Yeah, two years later, too. Yeah, and I think they did it to capitalize on the success of what was going on. I'll tell you the other hey, thing. Hey, newsflash, this wasn't Ferris Bueller. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing that was unique about this. And it, it speaks volumes to how much I romanticize and fall in love with certain actors or actresses. Maybe without proper perspective to the time that they so were So you have popular. season tickets to this person? Uh, yeah, but... Is it I, Bacon or is it... No, a, but, but it's both of them. So objectively, when I look at the movie, I'm like, it's got Sean, Sean Astin and Kevin Bacon in it. it. Why was it more successful? But then if you look at their careers at this time, they weren't doing crap. So I'm really disappointed you didn't pick Quicksilver, which is the I movie know, before this, which is I know, awesome. I know. That's actually a great stock movie. Outside of Trading Places, the best stock movie. It's good. Yeah. I don't know, Max. I mean, Bacon's on a bike. Bacon on a bike. Bacon mm. on a bike. Mm. So it was pretty funny. Bike I, bacon. <laughs> mm, 52 slices of American cheese. <laughs> At your wife's birthday yesterday, we had a five-minute long discussion on whether Kevin Bacon is handsome or not. And people were divided. Yeah. It wasn't like right down the middle. So Too I think, skeletal in the chin. So I, But I have always said young Kevin Bacon and today Kevin Bacon, I, I handsome. Middle is where I think he was kind of fitting into that face and body. Hollow Man, you're talking like kind of thing, or like X Men First Class? No, even like X Men First Class. Tremors. Then, what was that horrifying movie about the molester and he's a cop? Uh, oh, Sleepers. Sleepers. Yeah. You don't like that movie. I liked that movie. No. Did, did you like it? No, it's terrible. Yeah, you get scared by everything. Well, it's just I a like bummer. By the way, the boys' uh, new season. Have you been seeing the teasers and stuff for that? I keep away from all that oh, stuff until man, I see I'm it. Excited. I can't. I don't know what, what, made me what think could they boys. possibly do. I love that show. Yeah, it's great. They've done everything. I, I feel like I'm a Homelander sometimes. Yeah, you know he doesn't work out at all for this role. They just uh, they pad his uh, 
his uh, costume. Yeah. 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 That's what I do too. Um, all right, Max. So we're kind of drifting away here. Let's facts. I got a handful of facts and then I want to talk about, this is going to be a short episode today because a, there's not a lot of facts and B, these are hung over squat and I'm hung over. So <laughs> are you really a little bit nice? Not like bad. Not like Trish. Mouth Trish is, dry or no, Trish is like, Oh, you just called her and yeah. she goes, uh, she's, oh, she's dead asleep, dead asleep on the couch and it's two in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, this film was shot in two different years. So the Sean Astin, um, kind of flashback, uh, Ferris Bueller and narration stuff that was them capitalizing on that being popular so they made that decision after they shot it they're like well this is a thing that's going on now did any other movie do this well that's what i'm saying like was it like a big thing or was it just that ferris bueller ruled at this i don't know it just i feel like i feel bad for sean ashton and he's wearing like a hawaiian shirt in central park and he's two years older which is confusing because he looks bigger he looks like toy soldiers sean ashton right he does. I God, feel, I love Toy Soldiers. It's get, great. So oh, I, well, let's wait until we get to characters. I was going to go through this whole thing about Sean Astin, but let, let's wait until we talk about the actual characters. So I think we mentioned this. The The film was dedicated to its uh, director of photography who passed away John Alcott. before it was released. And he was a, a frequent Stanley Kubrick collaborator. Clockwork Orange. Collaborator. Space, yeah. Clockwork Orange, Space Odyssey, No Way Out. Yeah. Uh, Beastmaster. Oh, Beastmaster. What and a great movie. It actually is. Yeah. And uh, The Shining. Yeah. So, um, the, so it was filmed really well too. They got the nature beautiful. down. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I and it's interesting. They say if you know these places, you'd know exactly where it was filmed. Huh. So I don't know these places at all. Uh, Sierra Nevada Mountains, Canada, and New Zealand. The reason they went to New Zealand is they were so behind on filming. They were supposed to be done with this in October. They're filming all the way into December, and there's no way you can go into the mountains in December. Right. It's snowing, so they did. They had to move it to New Zealand. No, it was perfectly like beautiful but dangerous. Like you could appreciate it, but it could also like turn on you. So this was released primarily in the Pacific Northwest. Which is unique, again, because of the two big names that were in it. But, again, we get into more of the That's characters. That's so weird. Well, it, 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 was, it didn't do very well. I know, but screening. like you release in New York and L.A. regardless. You re- release in big cities for like turnover and people to watch movies. I, it, but, but for people that grew up in the Pacific Northwest, this is one of those like secret movies that snuck into their childhood. It did great in video. I mean, this is back did, when yeah. that mattered, right? Yeah. People would go rent it two, three, four times. Well, it's a great movie cover, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's bacon. It's the... Uh, mm, bacon. <laughs> It's the. Did you have um, one of those bacon donuts last night? No. Oh, they were really good. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Duck donut. Give a shout out to them. My wife loves duck donut. Have you done the thing with the cupcakes now, where you take the bottom of the cupcake and you put it on top of the cupcake I've to make a that. cupcake yeah. sandwich? Not thought, as good as you would think. You yeah. want to like kind of get the frosting in your teeth yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. You had mini cupcakes. We did. We had a little bit of everything. Uh, that bridge, that horrifying, terrifying bridge. They built that, right? They built that for the movie. I don't. Yeah. I hope bridges like that don't really exist. Oh, yeah, for sure. Have you crossed bridges like that? Oh, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Oh, oh God. No, good. but seriously, have you? Uh, yeah, I feel like when I was in Australia and we did some hiking, we did a couple, not that bad, but maybe close to that bad. Have you done a wilderness retreat? Yeah. What's it like? So when I, this? when I, not like this, ours was great. So when I was in Australia for school. A young warthog? We fin- <laughs> When I was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> That's my motto. What's the motto? What's the motto with you? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Matata. Uh, I tell you what, I would love to do an episode about the Lion King. Yeah, of I course. Love that. I'll fit in our, our 90s. We kind of are Timon and Boomba. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. That's really good. <sighs> that's great back on track back on track when i was in australia not a young warthog 
Um, Disappointing. We finished up school. And we did a, a ton of travel. So we went up north to Kakadu, which is the national park in the Kakadu. North, in, in the north of Kakadu <laughs> in the Northern Territory. Sounds made up. So me and my buddy Zach and Keith, we were looking through this kind of catalog of, you know, outdoor hiking adventure stuff. And we're like, all right, you know, which one of these do we want to do? And they had these hiking boots under each one. Again, this is before the internet. Was, so it's like rating them how difficult they we are. We didn't know that. So we saw one from... Oh, from you're a, just like, this is a lot of boots? Well, no, we, <laughs> we saw... We didn't even really notice the boots. Got it, okay. But it fit like, okay, this is a five-day track. We wanted to do something for five days. This looks like fun. It said, here's what you're going to do. Like actual Aborigine artwork. You're going to take us to the actual caves. You're going to go to waterfalls. I'm like, all right, this all sounds awesome. Yeah. We didn't realize it was a five-boot hiking trail mm. so hamish who everything that you like you would think of vic in this movie yeah like take that and multiply it by 100 this is just this like salty australian who like didn't have gear had like broken down boots didn't wear socks skin was like leather yeah but he knew he knew the outback so it's crocodile dundee basically yeah. so it was like me zach keith about three or four other people and Hamish and I was way out of my, out did of you my make it? we did. And it was, it was worth it. And it was yeah. incredible. And it was beautiful. And we hiked miles and swam rivers and it was incredible. But to your question about the bridge, I saw a lot of things that, I mean, we swam down, we swam a mile and a half down this river to a waterfall and we got out of the river and all of our gear was in plastic and it was floating and we were swimming and we get out of the river and there's a giant sign that's like, Crocodile infested waters oh don't go in God. here. And I was like, oh, that's, wish I'd known about that. Yeah, no, thank you. When I was a young <laughs> warthog. So, yes, I've done a couple adventures like that. I wouldn't say it's my bailiwick, but like it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, definitely not your thing. Nope. Last night when we were talking about hunting, and uh, you're the one who told me the story about how the first time you kill a deer, you got to eat the heart or something. Yeah. That's, that's drink its blood. Yeah, you and Selena could not mm. be further apart on that. I do that. Gross. She can kill it. I'll drink it. Rose. <laughs> Yummy. So, Max. Soundtrack was good. Soundtrack was they got, good. They got Journey. Yeah. They got uh, Bruce Hornsby. Well, you know who Bruce Hornsby is, right? So, who is he? Because he did songs on Backdraft, Tin Cup, The Sopranos, Community, and The Bear. What's what's his deal? He's also a huge Grateful Dead guy. I don't know if he performed with the Grateful Dead at some point. but He's he one like, of them? He was, He's like a huge fan of theirs and then okay. like inspired by them. But he's like his, my, my dad's a huge fan of the Grateful Dead. Well, did, did he perform with them? Yeah. Lloyd Hornsby. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, <laughs> I will get by. <laughs> I saw them for the first time a month ago. The Dead? Yeah. That's weird. The Dead and Co. When I was in. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, the the soundtrack was good. The movie's good. I there's not the movie's of, not good. It's a great movie. It's upsetting. Max, do you have any other facts? Um, Max with the facts. I'm let me see. That's the fact, Jack. Oh, the, I mean, like just a, oh, they training, <laughs> Max. You do have your Bruce Bill Wal, Bill Murray shirt on. <laughs> Bill Walsh. Bill Walton. Uh, when they do the pendulum thing, like across the mountain. Yeah. Uh, Vic tells uh Mitch and George to put the sling on and does not tell. Yeah, Chris. Chris. So Chris doesn't have the sling. Weird. It's also a weird fact. This is I was scraping the barrel to find facts on this movie. <laughs> Only one female character. The mom, right? Yeah. Alan's mom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna get your mind blown during uh, facts with Ooh, her. I'm excited. Do you have any idea about her? I didn't do anything on her. I, I could, just covered I the main could ones. not believe this. Um, I there's one that blew me away. All right, well, it sounds like we're ready to go to characters. Yeah. So before, well, yeah, whoa, commercial, whoa, whoa, whoa. commercial. I'm going to the commercial. Okay. Quick word from our sponsors. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. I, uh, the, the, the landscapes of this movie are beautiful. They really are. Real estate's the name of the game. You know, like you and I, we're going on our first ever Buzz in the Tower retreat. I and, know. Uh, we're going to VRBO, but if we were smart. No, we bought a place. Well, sure. I okay. bought some land. You bought some land. From you, a guy. You need some good land, good dirt. <laughs> Buzz in the Tower is proud to partner with Dolby Real Estate. They are the best real estate agents out there. They're going to make sure that you are buying the right home. And in order to get into that home, sometimes you got to sell a home. Not everybody is filthy rich like Max Sanders. So if you've got to sell your house, Reach out to Dolby today. Get a good agent. The the difference in their effort translates into tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for you on the sale of your home. So reach out to Dolby Real Estate today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. They are truly the best, we promise. We're back. You can't leave me. <laughs> this wasn't on the itinerary, Max. I could have died. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. You did it. I knew you could do it. I'm proud of you. Let me tell you why... In addition to the hard right turn this movie takes where Vic, the camp counselor, goes psycho. I feel like if you had an abusive spouse who, like, you know, hit you and then said they loved you, I feel if you saw this movie, you'd be, like, shaking, right? Maybe. Vic's kind of that. I I do think that Vic maintains throughout the majority of the movie, his character maintains, you feel like he's doing it for what he believes is best for Alan. Yeah. And then things fall apart. And I think he just doubles down. Everybody gets to that crossroad where you've taken things too far and what direction you want to go. You almost throw Chris off the side of a building. We've all wanted to throw our mountain. He was the one that like worshiped him too. For each of us has a Chris. (laughs) For you, Chris might be literacy. (laughs) For you, Chris might be warm food. But our Chris is an actual psychopath taking us on a camping trip. What's do, up from? Do you know what I'm yeah, doing? Yeah. All of us has their own El Guapo. Oh, For there you, it is. Yeah, El yeah, Guapo yeah, yeah. might be literacy. <laughs> our El Guapo is actually a scary man trying to kill us. So this You is, know what? I refuse to do that. I'm going to find the actual right. El Guapo speech and get it right right now. Are you ready? Yeah. I found it. In a way, all of us has an El Guapo to face. For some, shyness might be their El Guapo. For others, a lack of education might be their El Guapo. For us... El Guapo is a big, dangerous man who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is Lucky Day, the people of Santa Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be the actual El Guapo. (laughs) Dude, The Three Amigos is such a good movie. We've done it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can do it again. Do it right now. (laughs) Want to slide into it? No. I can do it right now. A blether? You dirt-eating piece of slime. You scum-sucking pig. You son of a motherless goat. The director of this movie was Jeff Blechner. Yeah. Who did nothing. Did like TV shows like Welcome Back, Cotter, Hill Street Blues. Welcome back. Boston Legal, Franklin and Bash. So it's interesting. The the other unique thing I was going to say about this movie, other than the hard right turn that Kevin Bacon takes, it is comprised and made up of people who do nothing. With the exception of Sean Astin and Kevin Bacon, you look at the writers, the directors, everybody involved in this movie, and it's just like, meh. Uh, Jonathan Ward was the lead of Mac and me. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Director Jeff Blecker, written by Manya Starr and Ernest Kanoy. Manya Starr wrote, uh, she didn't write anything 10 years after this. Right. Took and a break. I, and she wrote A History of Jews in the USA. I saw that. Interesting. <laughs> Haven't watched it. And the, the one which she wrote four years before this was Dr. Yes, The Hyannis Affair. Like I said, like I don't know why. <laughs> and it, So Kevin Bacon at this point. Let's talk about him first, because what I find confusing about this movie, the movie comes out in 87. Yep. So remember, they had to shoot the Sean Astin part a year after that. So it would stand to reason they were doing principal photography and making this film in 84, 85. Yep. Okay. 
Kevin Bacon in eighty does in 1980 does Friday the 13th. Animal House beforehand, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, That's his first role. He does Diner in 82. He's so good as Fenway. He does Footloose in 84. Defining. So pause for a second. Yep. It's on fire. Does Footloose not give him the cachet to not do this movie? Why did he do this movie? So, I don't know. I think he was kind of stuck in a little bit of a cornball. Like, they didn't take him seriously as an actor thing. He's got Diner, Animal House, and Footloose. And he goes to this. Emma, no, Quicksilver. I, I, but Quicksilver's 86. Yeah. And I think it's possible he shot that yeah, after true. this. Yeah. So, and then he's got Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the cameo when he's running down the street, which is nothing. And then she's having a baby in 88. She's having a baby. Oh, she's having a baby. <laughs> I have to tell you, like Kevin Bacon's '80s is kind of garbage. Yeah, but right, because he goes he goes Flatliners in '90, so good, which is amazing. Yeah, and Tremors, that, Tremors, Tremors. He's I, his '80s was kind of crap. So he's kind of the king of corn. Like when he's in a corny movie and he gets to elevate it a little bit, he's I the guess. best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you think about Wild Things, which is a silly movie. Hollow Man. He's great in Wild Things. Yeah, the Arab there is one of my favorites. Do you know what my favorite serious Kevin Bacon acting performance is, though? I don't. Apollo 13. Oh, yeah. He he's, was actually, he's actually like just he a was. cool, like, you want to be him. Uh, you know he's incredible in is The Firm. Not The Firm. Jesus. Uh, uh, Mr. River? No. Uh, uh, Sleepers? A few good men. Oh, yeah. And again, small. So it's, it's interesting. Kevin Bacon in the 80s, in large part, in my opinion, garbage outside of Footloose. But even Footloose is unique and I love quirky and weird. But I, uh, Quicksilver's okay, but I love Footloose. So I think putting him in a leading man role is risky. So this is going to my point. Do you think he just, his ego got satiated and he gets a script like A Few Good Men and says, I'm good with this. Yeah. Like he starts taking these, even Apollo 13, right? Like that he's okay not being the guy. Yeah, but in the last 10 years, he's kind of demanded to be the guy, and it hasn't been as successful. Right. So right. it's like, he's always better in a side role. I guess. You're like, it, oh, cool, Kevin Bacon's in this movie, not I'm going to see this movie because of Kevin Bacon. So is he the handsome action lead version of Rick Moranis? Because I would always make the case Rick Moranis' greatest work was when he was not in that lead role. I don't know. Little Shop of Horrors, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Little Giants, and that's it. I should give you three, and that's it. His best stuff is not. I mean, you haven't seen My Blue Heaven yet, which I think is so. One of he's his best too movies. beloved for both. You see what I'm saying? Kevin yeah. Bacon has a discrepancy, so you got to think of someone right. who really chimes in as a character actor. You know who it is? Uh, Cole Haas, the redheaded dude from uh, Goodwill Hunting. It's, yep. good, it's a good car. Yeah, it's a good car. Good car. Yeah, yeah. He's always great in secondary roles. I don't, he's too small. I'm with you, but he's too small. Yeah, I was just trying to think of someone yeah, whose yeah, secondary yeah. was great, but Cole like Haas, Dos yeah. Haas. <laughs> Uh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. So 184 movie credits. I feel like you love him. Sean, I do. I'm going to ask you. I, I very rarely ask you to help me with my opinion yep. because I think I'm just too blinded by how I feel about the Goonies. Is he crap? No. He's a wonder. Like Stranger Things solidifies. He's it. great in Stranger Things because he's actually like he's always good as a guy that you want to root for who has some kind of positivity to his to him at his core. Do you know what I mean? Like. <sighs> There's he, something like kind of I mean, Sam Sam Weiss. He's it's like he's he's Rudy. He's he's you're right. He's irrelevant in the 80s outside of the Goonies. Now you can make the argument like like father like son with Kirk, with scary dead eyed Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore. He's got a role in that. He's in staying together. I always forgot War of the Roses. He's the grown kid. Yeah. So but he's barely in he's it. He's barely in it. Did he get mismanaged? In the 80s? I, I just, he's confusing because he's like kind of just little, like he's not like a big, charming, handsome guy, which is kind of what they are. You know maybe, I mean? maybe the problem is, is that I love him 
as Mikey. And it seems like between the Goonies and his next film, he went through puberty and just grew up too fast for me. Yeah. He wasn't that sweet little kid anymore. Well, Toy Soldiers and Ceno Man and stuff like that. Yeah, and Ceno Man was great. Yeah, and Toy Soldiers no, was awesome. No, we seen the juice. <laughs> 50 First Dates, he kind of leans into being fun, made fun of. God, <laughs> when he's wearing the work. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And he was the voice of Raphael in Teenage Mutant and didn't... Uh, nah, say, it, say it's low. He was Teenage a, Mutant Ninja, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja. I love turtles. <laughs> Do you know what his first movie was, though? No. He played Brian Reynolds in the TV movie, Please Don't Hit Me, Mom. <laughs> good grab. Good grab. Thank you. Uh, all right, Max. Mitch. Not Mitch from Real Genius. Aww, uh, that would have been better. Can you played, played by Jonathan Ward. Charles in Charge and Mac and Me. You mentioned yeah. Mac and Me. Yeah. Uh, George, who was played by KC Martell. Uh, he was Greg in E.T.? Yeah. In 82. That's and pretty months, cool. And then in Amityville Horror. Bye-bye, career. Yeah. Say goodbye. Say la vie. <laughs> he was Eddie on Growing Pains. He was. 19 this, episodes. This is the one that excited me. And I can't believe I didn't see this right away, but it just, again, speaks volumes to how different the characters are, and mm. I didn't pick up on it right away. Chris is played by Matt Adler. Matt Adler was Lewis in Teen Wolf. Oh, that's the, cool. The awkward, like, he was scared of the Teen Wolf. Yeah, you yeah. Know. He also, uh, in Flight of the Navigator, played Jeff, the older version, the 16-year-old. He was, the, this is my one of my favorites that I didn't know, uh, Akira. You know how I feel about Akira. Yeah. He was the voice of Walla in the English uh, version of that. Oh, my God. And then Max, the the piece de resistance what? of his career. He was Damas in Dream a Little Dream. <laughs> Boo. He's the voice of Lex Luthor. The crazy, remember the crazy guy? Yeah. Yeah, who wants to shoot everybody up and dream a little dream. <laughs> That's him. That movie's insane. Dream a little dream for me. All right, here's my favorite, though. What do you got? So the mom. The mom. Is Caroline McWilliams, right? Caroline McWilliams. So she was in Mermaids. What was she in uh, Mermaids? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> 49 episodes of Benson. Okay. And eight episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. She's on Home Improvement, Night Court, Kojak. She looks kind of like older, like matronly in this movie, right? Okay, yeah. And it's mid-80s. Mid-80s. Do you know who she was married to? Who she married to? Michael Keaton. Really? Yeah. That's wild. That's insane. That is wild. Like She does, She looks like Michael Keaton's mom. Yeah. What's it's going weird on? Weird. Well, what's the deal? It's the mom haircut. Yeah. What are we doing? Does she have shoulder pads, too? Yeah, she I did. Go back and look. Yeah. And smoking a cigarette. That's so 80s mom. <laughs> mm. Mm, delicious cigarettes. <laughs> I can't believe I saw this movie. It's just like, I'm having... This is a weird thing because you're having a good time. <laughs> I'm glad I know about this. Yeah, I I would say that uh, in hindsight, not the best movie for me to pick. No, you just reach for summer. But I just you know I felt summer and I googled summer '80s movies. Yeah, some summertime up. sadness. Summertime. Uh, Max, any other notes on characters, facts about the movies, or thoughts uh, that you want to share? Favorite scene? Um, God, let me think. Favorite scene. What's like something? Po- what's something positive that happens in this movie? Um, the end. <laughs> I like. I I like when he rips his jeans and his bone is ripping out of his skin. And he's like, "Oh god!" I also like when his like leg is caught and he like snaps his leg so it's not stuck anymore. Yeah. And he's uh, like, "Ah!" Yeah. Kevin Bacon in pain knows how, he knows how to act pain. You know, I like when the kid, uh, the one kid, is in the store. And he buys the nudie magazine. And he's like, twins, eh? That made me, that remi- took me back to a time yeah. in my life where That's I was like, I remember that. The store owner was like, it's a good one. Yeah. That weird. And he was like, well, let's come read it together. <laughs> and he brought me into the back of his office and gave me a couple Zimas and was like, so, you ever, been to, a, you ever been to a Turkish prison? <laughs> so specific. <laughs> Something happened to you. You know you know what that's from, right? I Airplane. Mean, yeah. Yeah, not, not the Zimas. No, no, the Zimas were unfortunately specific, <laughs> but the Turkish prison, you knew that that was yeah. from. All right, good. I was making sure. You got something you want to share, buddy? 
Do you like gladiator movies, Max? <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? Oh, Max. Anything else? Nope. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, I'm going to head on over to our Buzz in the Tower fans spotlight. Max, this week, the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is deuces. We got two of them. We do. We got Brian Shannon, who is a amateur staffer for a bowling ball company called Storm Bowling. So, and I quote from him, if you're after bowling balls that smell good, they're the ones with the different scents. Mm. So, and he's got a groundskeeper, Willie, and a Mr. Burns Dracula tattoo on his oh, forearm. You love some ink. You yeah. love some ink. And then Trevor Solis is our other Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, uh, why two for such a wonderful film? Because why not? Yeah. That's what we say. <laughs> More so let's see, let's see what Trevor and Brian had to say about this week's film, Whitewater Summer. Hey, what do Whitewater Summer, Beastmaster, and The Shining all have in common? That's right. Cinematographer John Alcott. <laughs> All kidding aside, um, white water summer. Uh, well, I have some mixed feelings about it. Uh, what I would say that I love about it is that it has great cinematography. Uh, the movie um, has a very distinct 1980s feel, and I think a lot of that can be attributed to uh, John Alcott's use of natural light. Uh, it feels like you're there. Uh, the action sequences are uh, very fluid. And uh, yeah, it sort of reminds me of that early 90s, uh, late 1980s. Um, at the same time, though, uh, it does suffer from a lot of the same cheesy, corny coming-of-age tropes. Uh, it's also somewhat uh, morally questionable about uh, Kevin Bacon seemingly summer after summer taking these uh groups of wealthy teenagers out into the woods to set up scenarios to have them rescue him i don't know i guess it's very 1980s in a lot of respects worth the watch looks great shot on film uh i definitely recommend uh thank you guys hey maximo thanks for having me on this is brian snowgimp on instagram and this week watched Whitewater Summer, which was a movie that actually eluded me in the 80s. So this was my first time watching it. And uh, boy, howdy, was this thing a journey. My overall take on this film was it had so many directions that it was trying to go. It just didn't know where it was going. It did not know what movie it wanted to be. It was obviously an element of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There was some Stand By Me in there. There was Lord of the Flies. There was Deliverance. Um, at one point, I thought it was going to be Roadhouse when Kevin Bacon was doing Topless Tai Chi. Um, but then I looked it up and Roadhouse actually came after. So Kevin Bacon walked so that Patrick Swayze could run. But I think obviously the biggest takeaway was it felt like there were some producer notes on, you know, Ferris Bueller was really successful. So we need to incorporate some element of that because it looked like Sean Astin aged like a year and a half between when the initial footage was shot and then when he did the, the, the Ferris Bueller type voiceover things. It was just crazy how they were trying to shoehorn that into me. As I was watching this film, I just thought to myself several times, like, I'm just watching a, a harrowing tale of child endangerment here. Did, did this type of activity actually happen? Did, did parents just give their children to some dude who gave them a, a, a PowerPoint presentation and say, hey, just take my kid into the woods and that'll be all good. After you've taken my child into the woods, now it's just a 
an activity in hazing where we leave a kid on an island for, I, I think, a whole day just by himself, no food, no water. Um, at one point, we go rock climbing and rappelling. These children are not trained in how to do that. This is, this is just crazy to me. So overall, uh, this film was just nuts. It was a good watch. It was entertaining and compelling. Um, but just, again, a harrowing tale uh, of, of how these children were abused in the woods. I, I could not believe what I was watching, that this was greenlit. And then also tried to kind of come back and, and pitch as, as a little bit funny with the Ferris Bueller stuff. And if you watch the trailer, there is like a, a slapstick kind of comedy back backdrop music. And it's it's just nuts to me. So overall, I, I would recommend someone watch this movie if they're looking for something entertaining. Um, but it is not, to me, a better watch than Howard the Duck. Um, definitely, that's the, the high watermark for me is Howard the Duck, and it falls short. Thanks, guys, again for having me on, and have a great week. Yeah, they both bring up excellent points. I, I do have to say it's funny. We'll always kind of land on the same things on an odd film like this. It does feel like they didn't know what they wanted it to be. Nope. Like, was this going to be a heartfelt... You know, it's like you put an AI generator of six different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is this a coming of age story or is it Ferris Bueller? No one learns anything. I thought his points about it being like Lord of the Flies and Deliverance was (laughs) on point. Yeah. You squeal like a pig boy. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't seen it. You haven't seen Deliverance? Yeah. I need to see it, right? Burt Reynolds, uh, right? I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. You need to see it. (laughs) This is, I, it's a Max. It's a movie. It's in the (laughs) eighties. We We did did it. it. We did it. Yeah. Uh, Max, if you enjoyed the episode, Come back next week. We'll record another one. Uh, but for everybody else, subscribe, review, follow us at Buzz in the Tower. Don't forget to follow our Patreon. Throw us some money. Help us keep alive. Yeah. That party last night was costly. I need to offset it with some <laughs> ducats from the old podcast. What are ducats? Ducats. Oh. Dollar, dollar, dollar bills. Uh, I feel yo. like they're from like Willow. Could be. Willow. Get back to baby, you <laughs> stupid daikini. I love when you say that. You do love that. Max. I have nothing else to add except uh, it was good seeing you guys last night. And how do you want to end this episode? Throwing a rock in your face. Throwing a rock in my face. (laughs) I'll end this episode by repeating once again, that was not on the itinerary, Max. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.